0: Alrighty, beautiful people, here we are back on the Virtus Performance Podcast with a familiar face, Jessica Ryan. Hello. Welcome back. Thanks. Back to the podcast, back to Virtus. It's really good to have you.
1: It's really, yeah, it's really good to be here.
0: How long has it been since you uh, flew the coop, so to speak, since you left us, since you left me high and dry?
1: High and dry. (laughs) When was it? I don't remember. Maybe we're doing pre-COVID.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it so was just, just before COVID, I think.
1: 2019.
0: That's crazy. It's 2022. It's almost the end of 2022. Yeah, that's so wild. Just a nice little opportunity to reflect a little bit, chat yeah. about what you've been doing in the past past couple of years, um, and for those that don't know Jess, give us a give us an insight into who is Jess Ryan.
1: Intro, big question to start. Mm. I, yeah, used to used to coach here, which we love, which we love, and have been coaching. For maybe the last decade across a whole bunch of different places and I'm now studying osteo and uh, working on my own business and trying to train and be a good human and have a social life and sleep and
0: <laughs> all of the things all at once
1: all of the things all at once and uh, managing <laughs> managing um, would love to be thriving. Maybe a mixture reckon, of both. I reckon you're
0: thriving pretty well at the moment. <laughs> um, so, first question for you before we kind of get stuck into what you've been doing and kind of what the you know, your rules for life and all the principles that allow you to be such a wonderful human. What gets you out of bed in the morning?
1: Lots of things. I think I I get really excited because we get to be here. And I it sounds... Big and woo-woo and everything, but um, being able to be alive and be a human and live in this day and age is something to be really grateful for. And even on the days where you're, I don't know, frustrated or um, having a hard day or whatever, it's still you get to have this experience and we get to have this experience and I think that's really cool.
0: Have you always had that mindset of just like, gratitude for being able to exist absolutely (laughs) (laughs) talk talk me through that talk me through what maybe the past version of Jess had or the mindset you had and then kind of the transition into how you view life now
1: we're going deep real fast we're going deep real quick yeah Yeah, we love that so I I think I only started to realise there was a different way of viewing the world. Maybe, I want to say close to seven years now, when I got introduced to the world of personal development and taking responsibility for yourself, just-
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: which is a big can of worms. But I'm really grateful I opened the can, uh, because prior to that, I... Uh, absolute I didn't even know what gratitude was and I was definitely one of those people who walked around uh at a victim to life because I just didn't know any different didn't know any better and was very um angry at the world and angry at my situation like an angsty teenager who uh was very like this is so hard um and had a really troubling time throughout my teenage years and struggled with a lot of mental health problems and everything and just couldn't see a way out so then as I started to grow and get older and uh, get into fit, it's actually how I got into fitness because I found the gym and just felt better going to the gym and that was kind of like my escape away from all of the hard things that I was going through at the time and then uh, it was kind of like my happy place and the home away from home which we've definitely spoken about before and having the importance of having that third home if it's not like home, work, if, if gym
0: do you do like what Jess is saying we do have a earlier version of the podcast with Jess talking about all of this stuff um, maybe with a few years less experience so mm. jump on it's, it's wonderful but let's uh, let's keep going down this path because I like <laughs> it
1: um, yeah and then I've lost my trail of thought now it's all right, sorry Don't to interrupt. interrupt yeah it's your fault ah! uh, <laughs> this is Lockie's first time in opening a computer.
0: <laughs> yeah Turns out kombucha fizzes up like soft drink. So, uh, if you're watching the video, <laughs> sucker. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. And then, I don't know. I just – I i got coaching from uh, previous coaches that I've had in the past who helped me open up my view of the world and way of thinking and uh, – kind of helped me realise that I can take responsibility for the way I let things impact me and yep. how I see things and how I have experiences and with a lot of repetitive work <laughs> in that It's area. almost like you've
0: got to learn these lessons <laughs> over and over and over again, <laughs> which is really annoying. Yeah. It's really
1: yeah. And you think you've nailed it <clears throat> and then another situation's going to hit you in the face and you're like, oh. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to put this in practice right now as you're cringing. Thank thank
0: you almighty universe (laughs) for throwing this shit at me. Um, So I guess like obviously the answer is that it's a journey and that, that it's, it's, you know, up and down and you're iterating and reiterating like the person you are and what you're learning and who you want to be. But was there a moment, whether it be getting into fitness or a moment chatting to a coach where you had like a crystallizing thought of like, these things can be different. I can be different. There is space for me to grow here.
1: I don't remember a specific moment. Maybe like I think a time it, period? I think it happened over time. I remember being in a period of life where I wasn't doing very well in uni. I didn't really have much drive. Nothing was really happening for me. I was partying a lot, drinking a lot. Uh, When I say a lot, it was like five days a week, Um, just not really having a purpose uh, and not having meaningful connections. And I was in a relationship that I wasn't happy in and I was just across every single area of my life settling for less than what I deserved. But at that time, I had such low self-worth that I didn't know that I was settling for less, um, which then... Now, in hindsight, makes a lot of sense because I'm I'm quite woo woo now, and I definitely believe that <laughs> the, good you, kind of the good kind of woo woo, the good kind of woo woo. I definitely believe that you uh, attract where you're at, like you attract what you are being. And because I had such a low sense of self worth, the uh, scenarios that were presenting across all areas of my life were reflecting that back to me. So it's kind of like, okay, well if you want things to be different, you need to raise this level of self-worth and self-responsibility and everything to then attract better across all areas. Um, Which, yeah, I, that would have been through a period of, I want to say like two years. So if people try and throw a quick fix, (laughs) improve your self-worth in one week, it's probably not going to happen. Yes. (laughs) Uh, It took me a lot of time, but I feel like I don't nail it all the time. There's definitely things that I question myself on now, but I definitely have a uh, improved level of respect for myself, and that shows up in my daily behavior and how I speak to myself now.
0: What were some of the actions that allowed you to build that into your daily behavior and actions, and I guess thoughts?
1: For me, the, I mean, you hit the low hanging fruit. The lowest hanging fruit for me, and in my opinion, for a lot of people, is training consistency uh, because the gym. Can, you can just have so many metaphors for life and so <laughs> many life skills that you can learn through fitness that you can then apply in other areas. Uh, and it's not to say that every skill you build needs to be transferable, but the gym is a very easy and yes. simple place to build discipline, consistency, grit, resilience, connection, um, you know, all of these things that can help you in uni, business, career, relationships, like who you know? Who doesn't want to work with, um, employ, date, uh, be friends with someone with those qualities? Uh, the gym is the easy. The gym is way easier to build <laughs> those skills yeah. than like with other people. You yes. know, um, I mean, it
0: gives you a foundation. It gives you a framework to explore each of those capacities. Yeah, and I think it. It's one of those things like the gym. And like development in life but development and growth in the gym it's not linear and it's not always consistent and it is a lifelong endeavor and I think you know we all get to a point when we realize that I think as former athletes maybe still attempting to hang on to that mantle a little bit (laughs) but as athletes or as people or you know someone that might have done a challenge or done a you know a, a comp prep or done something to work towards a particular point in time or an yeah. event and then you get to after the event you're like oh I still got to keep doing it yeah, and you kind of yeah. realize that you know like all personal development you can have ebbs and flows or all development full stop can be business relationships as you mentioned but if we spread it out and go all right I'm not playing a, a finite game here I'm playing an infinite game how mm. can I create frameworks that allow me to continue to level up to yeah. you know, to try, try something to iterate it, to fail, to reiterate, to and just repeat. Yeah, and that that kind of ends up being your pathway to uh, a higher self.
1: Yeah, would it just trains? It trains a growth mindset, which we've had discussions about this in the past. The world would be a better place, in my opinion, if more people had a growth mindset, because in the gym you learn that if you show up consistently, on the days that you don't feel like showing up, you then still make progress against, let's say, 90% of the population who, when it's hard, they stop. Yes. So, yeah. if you can learn that, oh, okay, it's hard and I'm just going to show up anyway and I'm going to be there and I'm going to tick the box for this session and I feel better because I'm proud of myself for going and yeah. I've had some cool connections or a couple of laughs and, yeah, I haven't had a, hit a PB this yeah. morning, but that's I haven't had fine. the
0: best, best session ever, but rocked up and and, you know we can all i think everyone can zoom out for a second and go you can ask yourself the question am i a better person when i train and train consistently yes am i a better person person when maybe i journal or read or meditate or you know talk to people or try and help others and the answer to all of them for all of us um if you disagree (laughs) you're wrong is yes 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 yeah and when we realize that and we realize that life is just a is just a consistent stream of of challenge of stimulus response and adaptation, then like sweet let 's get to it and yeah. have fun along the way and do it with people we love and in spaces we love, and then we 're rolling yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. I had a thing uh and I, it's like an agreement with myself <laughs> where if i if I had a exam that day or if I had a really important meeting or a, a difficult conversation that I needed to have at work or whatever it was, I would purposely go and train in the morning first. Or I'd, it was either training or if I didn't have time to train, I would have a cold shower yeah. because whatever I did that morning needed to be harder in my mind than yeah. what was potentially coming that day, which then made the the difficult conversation or the exam, whatever it was, easier to because I had just deadlifted the crap out of <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. morning, you know, and it had already given me that sense of confidence of I can take on this day now.
0: Yeah, 100%. And you don't need to have, you know, a morning routine of 17 different things. It can just no. be a, like one thing that gets you gets you moving, that gets your feet on the ground, that gets you out the door. And I think that, because you've already won. Like, yeah. you know, the, the win the morning, win the day kind of mantra or quote is mm. is a bit like, Someone shut up but also <laughs> it's like if you get started well and you start with a little bit of momentum then you know we all know that when we have days where we're in flow and everything's everything's rolling that we've had a ripper start and we yeah. just kind of you know ride the way from there yeah what are the I guess what are the things that if you would look back at you know say 16 year old Jess and say in 16 year old Jess came to you now and said Jess I want to be part of kindling I want I want some coaching what would be your starting point and what would be the things that you would want to teach her because obviously you're not going to be able to teach her everything all at once mm. even though you'd want to and that those lessons are going to be a journey for 16 year old Jess but what how would you approach that conversation and what would your or your you know first couple of months of your program look like with her
1: would it it definitely depend on the person and what they're looking to get out of it 16 year old Jess I know, sixteen year old Jess. I well if yeah, if it was me at the time, I had a lot of confidence issues, body confidence issues, mental health problems and as we're saying before, low self worth. So I think uh all of that would potentially be too hard to talk about to start, yeah. especially at the uh in the headspace I was at the time of 16. I probably wouldn't have been open to me going to a coach where I wanted to lose weight and look skinny or look a certain way. Yeah. If they started talking to me about my mindset, I would just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come on, yes. I'm not here for a psych session, older future Jess. <laughs> like, back off yeah.
0: that, that old Jess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh so initially i would actually you know talk about goals and what do you want to achieve and uh how do you want to feel or what do you want to do and then throughout the coaching period of yeah. three to four months bit by bit just plant the seed of hey like have you thought about viewing it like this or i uh, would start to direct my previous self towards training for performance and how you can feel when, you know, how good you can feel when you show up consistently and do what you say you're going to do and see progress in the gym uh, and how you can get the body composition changes that you're looking for without it needing to be about body composition Um, which isn't saying uh i've noticed in the fitness industry i don't know if you have as well there's this thing going around at the moment where people are kind of shamed if they're saying they want to change their body composition because it's 2022 now and you should be talking about how you know (laughs) how i just want to be here to feel better and feel good and stuff (laughs) which is great and also just say that you want to look yeah you want to look a bit more lean you want to look more toned as well it's okay to have it's, both of those it's goals it's
0: the absolutism of the fitness pendulum i think it's like yeah. it shifts from one side to the other it's like we you know and i know there's different elements of the industry and, and we're definitely shielded in what we do here and what you do and you know we kind of only pay attention to the people that we give a shit about that we actually want to hear from but yeah. you can kind of see it the industry went through that like big fitness modeling like lean stage and it's kind of shifted back now to just like just be happy and healthy in your own skin but then you're right there's we we bastardize the people with views on the other end or that are slightly across the the um, the the pendulum swing to us yeah and you know at the end of the day and this is kind of the you know been in industry a while now um, jaded view a little bit it's just like fuck none of it matters as long Mm. as you're enjoying yourself. Yeah. You're actually making progress towards the goals that you've set, whatever they are. Yeah. Um. And you're doing it in a way that makes your world and the world the you know the world that you influence around you a better place.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Um,
0: but at, at the same time, you know, there are, and this is the thing I've I've kind of realized or am continuing to realize is that there are a thousand different roads lead to Rome, and yeah. you know, we as fitness professionals, and you could probably, I reckon you could probably, I can't speak for other businesses, or sorry, other industries, mm. but I reckon every industry would be like this. You just think that your way is the best way. So you, you know, fitness, we we bitch and moan and complain and argue against about the nuances of, you know, sets and reps and programming styles and and um, you know. Do we do HIT? Do we do you know heavy? Do we do power powerlifting? Do we do bodybuilding? You know, at the end of the day, none of it matters as long as you're doing a program you like, you're doing it with people you want to be around, and mm. you're doing it in a way that is progressive and de- developmental in nature. And then we're rolling. Like, yeah. if you want to do F forty five, go to F forty five. If you want to do um, kindling, go to kindling. Um, go to kindling. Yeah, put <laughs> that on T-shirt. Um, or come to Venice. Or put come that to on a T-shirt. E- either one. But at the end of the day, it's like as long as you're actively engaged and enjoying what you do. Brilliant. That's what we're here for.
1: Well, it's like it doesn't – it matters and it doesn't. And commit to something. Uh, <laughs> Just yeah. commit to something. Yes. It doesn't matter what it is but learn the skill of commitment Yeah. because if you try this one thing for two weeks and then – You know, oh, body fit didn't work for me, so now I'm going to go to F45 and then I'm not going to fully commit to that either. So that now doesn't work for me, so now I'm going to do KX Pilates or whatever it is. And it's like the thing isn't the problem. It's your lack of commitment that is the problem. So just pick something and stick (laughs) to it for at least three months, every day. Or not every day, it can be... At least four times a week, let's say. Because, yeah, you can do it on two times a week. And also, the general person who is working nine to five, Yes, you can do something for yourself oh, that is 100%. active. And it
0: doesn't have to be just get home, cook dinner, sit in front of the TV for six hours, repeat. Yeah. You know, there is That's
1: not fulfilling.
0: There is so much space for growth and fulfilment in our lives that, you know, if I love this 168 hour rule, it's something mm. we've used at vertus for years, it's just, yeah. there are 168 hours in the week, once you take away eight hours eight hours a night for sleeping, which quick maths, 56, you got 112 hours to do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of us have pre, um, pre-written pre commitments like, you know, sport or um, or work or chores or, you know, you are probably got to make your bed every now and again and do your washing, etc. Yeah. So you build those in and most of us end up with 20, 30, 40 hours a week left over that we currently burn because we either don't have a clear view of what we want or where we're headed um, or we haven't actually taken the step. Um, Like the duality of like, you know, action is the only thing that gets you progress and also you need to plan for where you're you're headed. They're both really important. But at the end of the day, you know, you can't have one without the other. And if we're looking at fulfilment, and growth, and accomplishment, and all of those big words that ultimately can be um, can be the meaning of life.
1: Mm. Yeah. And it's also like, change your routine around where you're at in other areas of life. Like, fitness doesn't need to be the one and only thing that is your number one priority. Yeah. Like, you know, we just ran into KP before, who has... <laughs> two little kids like she was just saying that she had what three hours of sleep last night or something yeah okay maybe she's not going to go do a massive gym session I rolled today. over when
0: I shouldn't have <laughs> rolled back over and went to sleep when I shouldn't have um,
1: but like that's yeah. you know it's like okay what can she At any point today, I have like five minutes where she has a coffee to herself or like something that's going to, you know, like, because when you're a parent, gosh, I don't know how parents do it. And I think I'm going to really struggle when I become a parent. So hats off to you guys.
0: Yeah. I think everyone's like, you're not, we're not alone in our struggle as parents, but then as humans, like, you know, nothing grinds my gears more there's things that grab my gears more. But one of the things that annoys me about parents where they're like, you know, you don't know what tired is until you're a parent or you, like, we don't own fatigue <laughs> because we're, yeah. we have kids to look after. Like, everyone, it's all relative. Everyone has yeah. experienced all of these, these things and everyone struggles. And it's like part of the human condition is that we are not alone in our struggle. And I think it really helps to understand that and to know that and to go, okay, well, that's okay. What's the best we can do with what we've got? And mm. then, you know, know that there is a large portion of your life is going to be different to everyone based on their responsibilities and things. There's a large por- portion of your life that is up for you, up for grabs in terms of designing it how you want, living it how you want, executing the things you want to execute on. But until you can have that active uh, developmental focus, mm. I don't think you're going to make the life you want to live a reality until you actually take the time to do that.
1: Yeah, and this is... Coming back to the conversation we were having before about my previous way of viewing the world compared to how I view it now, when I was younger, I was very argumentative for every limitation that I had. Like, every single person on the planet has hundreds of reasons why they can't do A, B, C, D, like... Here's all the reasons why I can't do this. The weather, this person said this, the traffic, the like, you think about all the reasons that are against you from making any progress in any area of your life. You could, any normal human could rattle off at least 50. And it's like, okay, the more you want to continue to argue for why (laughs) you can't do this, can't do this, can't do this, you will never progress which is fine, but you are choosing that. So if you want to progress, then you need to stop choosing to argue for all of the reasons why you can't, and then you need to start to be like, okay, well, what can I do? And let's start to make some helpful forward progress in this area versus me putting energy into arguing for yeah. my limitations.
0: Yeah, I think it's a it's a brilliant point you make, and it's almost like that's the turning point for most – for me certainly, for most people who are on, and everyone is in some way, shape or form on this personal development journey is when you realise that, all right, there's an infinite amount of things that are outside of my control and there are a handful of things that are inside of my control. There's what you do, what you decide to think about, who you spend your time with, what you consume, Mm. and that's pretty much it. Mm. Um, And if you go, okay, well, the infinite amount of things, the weather, you know, what Dan Andrews is ruining today, <laughs> you know, what, what's happening in the world, like what my football team's doing, all of these different things. Can't do anything about it. It's outside my circle of influence. So I was like, all right, well, these five things are within my locus of control, so let's focus on those five things. Yep. Who am I spending my time with? You know, what media or what food or, or what am I consuming? Like am I getting up early in training or am I going to, to train after work or am I sitting down and watching Netflix? And when you start to go, okay, well – Let's start making these decisions towards the person you want to be. And don't have to make all of them. Like, there's going to be times when you go, you know what? I can't be fucking going to the gym. I want to go sit in the couch and, yeah. and zone out and watch some Netflix. Brilliant. Yeah. And you go through stages of that being okay. But I think, I don't know, for me the change came or the changes came because it's always – it never happens at once mm. when you start to just bring intention into everything you do. Yeah.
1: And it's also like own it. Yeah. Fully own it. If you're having a day <laughs> – I spent <laughs> I spent three hours yesterday watching Gilmore girls on the couch uh, and there is <laughs> <are I going? laughs> great there is no part of me that feels guilty about that yeah. because I <coughs> chose to do that I, yeah. s- I was like you know what I've got three hours I feel like not being productive right now because <laughs> yeah. a lot of the rest of my week yeah. is me being on productive coaching people like training people in leadership yeah. um, studying for uni, all of that. Yesterday, my brain was pretty fried and I made the conscious decision to sit on the couch and watch Three Hours of Gilmore Girls and loved it.
0: Yeah, and it's, but it's almost like that productivity um, mindset or productivity, that growth in productivity everyone's trying to get yeah it kind of takes i I look at it kind of now where my priorities have shifted and it's not all about growing and hustling and developing things Um, i'm doing it in different ways with the girls now Mm. where i'm challenged in so many different ways but it's not about you know more bigger you know whatever that that productivity side of life it's just an element of it Mm. and that you know i'm kind of probably more of like not in a completely hedonistic way, where I'm just enjoying things for the sake of enjoying them, but I'm probably more just like, well, I want to spend as much time with the girls as possible. Mm. I want to experience this part of life as intimately as I can over the next few years until you know they're telling me that they hate me and you know sneaking out at night and doing all that kind of stuff. It's like I want to maximize this time, so the the desire to be productive isn't really there. And you know, like like you mentioned before, like KP and I are, are going through a season in our lives where you know where way down the list in terms of our priorities. Like the girls obviously come first. You know, we need to get to work. We need to keep them alive. We need to do all these different things. Um, so, you know, sh- shifting to we maybe haven't been watching Gilmore Girls, but shifting to a couple of hours on the couch at night just to like zonk out and enjoy that space. Um yeah. and intentionally enjoying that space is so important. It's so important to our mental health and um and so important to our the, the way we live our whole life if we didn't do that um and you know we're in a really fortunate position we've got heaps of help and you know we're in we're intimately involved in many communities around here and um and you know like lucy goes in a common folk and it's like she owns a place which is brilliant but it also allows us some space to go oh, we can take a breath because she's comfortable in this space and yeah um and i look at that now and go well you know no no wonder so many people are struggling and unfulfilled because they put so much pressure on themselves to be understanding how life works and to be completely on top of the job that they want or the you know their training or their you know whatever it is that you need to study um, and i think just kind of finding that duality of, like, be kind to yourself, give yourself space, give yourself what you need. But then also on the flip side is, like, stop being a pussy, start training, <laughs> do the things you said you would do because yeah. that's going to make you better. It's, it's you know, like I mentioned before about the fitness pendulum, it's kind of a similar thing. It's like you can have times where you goggins the shit out of life and just go, you know, shut the fuck up and do the work. Yeah. But there's other times where you're like, you know what, we need space for just being.
1: Yeah, relaxation, breathing, not doing anything. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, if you, if you do too much of the one thing, it's toxic in anything. So, too much hustle culture is, tox- is toxic. Too much rest and doing nothing is toxic. It's like find the balance that works for you and everyone's going to be very different with that. But if you don't know, it's kind of like if you can expand your ability for hustle and then you can also expand <coughs> your ability for rest and zen, you then have capacity to swing between the two. But if you've never done any sort of hustle before, yeah. then when it comes to a period of life where you you've to. got assignments due or um, you know, you've know you got a whole bunch of business things that like you need to meet deadlines on, you don't have capacity because you've never worked that muscle before to then get it done. Yeah. And that's going to be detrimental to you in what you're trying to do versus if you've never meditated <laughs> before or you've never done breath work or you've never uh, had rest where you're sitting by yourself with your thoughts yes. and or like reading a book, you don't know how to sit there and be, uh, that's a problem. Um, so uh, you need yeah. to swing between the two and develop both capacities. The two things
0: that underpin that, uh, one is self-awareness to know what you need that you don't have. And then the second part of it um, is the capacity to then do do it, take action and actually actively go, all right, here is what I need. And, and you mentioned before about choice that taking action or or sitting back and re- relaxing and shifting between the two like yeah, that is a choice mm. and it's almost like the way I look at training and the way I look at life is just about building capacity it's like yeah. you know compound interest for whatever you're doing whether it be saving money whether it be connecting with good people whether it be you know training and building physical and emotional capacity mm. in the gym it all comes over a long period of time for compound interest like it allows you to um, to build momentum like a snowball rolling down a hill yeah. To then be able to make a big impact when you crush the town at the bottom. of the hill, like <laughs> uh, Analogies and things. <laughs>
1: but then it's also it's also a little bit about learning to be okay with taking imperfect action and not fully being across.
0: What's <laughs> yeah. that quote from my like early on, Virtus? I was like a violently ex- an imperfect plan violently executed today is better than a perfect plan inf- implemented next week. Yeah. I always love that because it was like throw shit at a wall, take action and then you can always fix it and you know iterate things as you go. Yeah. But if you never take action then you're never going to move.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like you just need to learn the skill of learning how to prioritize. It's like move the needle over here. Then there's a fire over (laughs) here. So you've got to go quickly put the fire out and put pause over here. But if you can, you know, push and pull the levers that you need to push and pull at different parts of your life or different areas and stages of your life, that's going to help you massively. Because if you're then giving an effort over here, and something over here is kind of falling short. It's like sometimes yeah. you can just make the call of, is it okay that I'm dropping the ball over here for a little bit? Yeah. Most of the time, potentially, it maybe is. Yeah. So, like, there are different periods of my life, especially at the moment. Uh, my social life is taking a bit of a hit because my priorities are, like, yeah. finish uni degree. <laughs> <laughs> make sure my business is going <laughs> okay. Uh, like, I have other priorities at the moment but i know that uni's done in 6 weeks time and my yep. social life can then pick up again
0: how do you identify what priorities are most important or how do you like create a hierarchy in terms of like what you need to be spending your time on because like we mentioned there's a finite amount of time in the week and you have a finite amount of energy that you can you know distribute between your things how do you you know cuz if you could do it all at 100% you would mm. life just doesn't work like that so how do you identify which thing is most important at that particular time, it's a good question. Thanks. Why? thanks, thanks, thanks for pumping up my questions. Smarter than you look, uh, significantly
1: <laughs> for me, my health and well being always needs to be number one, and it's not in well, like it is in a selfish way, but in my opinion, it's a good. Uh, because if I'm not taking care of myself, I can't show up in any area of my life as the person I want to show up as yeah. or as the person that people want to be around. <laughs> so yeah. yes. uh, my health and well-being needs to be number one. If I, And that's just based on self-awareness. I've gone through periods where I haven't made myself a priority and my training – Falls by the wayside, and my nutrition turns to shit, and I'm not sleeping. And who I am when I am uh, missing all of those behaviours that make me me personally feel good, yeah. uh, I just don't do anything well. Like I, I'm snappier and grumpier and less patient. And so, my health and well being always needs to be number one. It's just through major trial and lots of <laughs> error. Yeah, well that's, that's
0: it. I look at like my last 12 months and footy's been a priority, but the girls have been a priority at top. But then built, rebuilding Virtus post post all the COVID stuff um, or regrowing Virtus back to where we needed to be. And all of these things have been priorities for me. And I've noticed that there are moments where I'm like, I don't like who I am at, mm. at these particular times because I'm not training enough or I'm not eating yep. well enough or I'm not sleeping well enough. And there are things, parts of that that are outside of my control. Mm. And I kind of looked at this year as like, almost oh, just got to like survive till the end of footy season because, yeah. you know, there's 15, 20 hours a week committed to that. Yeah. Um, and what that al- has, allowed me, has allowed me to do post-football season is go, all right, those 15, 20 hours, they're now like Wallace time, like training, mm. getting in here, like eating good food, you know, spending time, taking a breath and catching up with people for coffee and doing things that I know make me a better Version of me, like we mentioned before, I know I'm better (laughs) when I train consistently. Yeah, and I know I'm better when I eat good food. I know I'm better when I hydrate, and you know, like just little things that are almost like the domino effects for everything else. Like buying some supplements to go. You know what? If I'm committing to taking these supplements every day, things that I know will make me perform and be better, Mm. then it's everything else gets better. And it's almost like as individuals, we need to understand what are our what's our big domino that allows all the other do- dominoes fall, or little domino? Be little, little one would make all the big ones fall. So what's the little domino that like when you knock that over, you know that everything else is going to go? And I know for me it's training. It's like if I have a session, it doesn't have to be the biggest session in the world. I don't have to hit PBs. I don't have to you know, do anything silly. But if I just get moving and have a, some sort of structured session five or six times a week, I am so much better at everything else. Yeah. And when yeah, we understand definitely. that, it's... We're rolling. So yeah. health and fitness for you is your is your little domino? That's
1: definitely number one. And then it'll depend on where I'm at in the year for like what I'm trying to push. Uh, like uni, there's a certain four-month period where then my <laughs> structure is kind of determined for me. Yeah. Uh, so I'll just plan out. I live by my Google calendar. Anyone who knows me knows that I <laughs> live by it. Uh, but... You know, we work in block mode, so each four weeks for me is different. And I know that it's basically like a four-month intensive uh, where I'm learning 12 weeks of content in three, then have exams. So... I will plan my life around what I'm expecting my workload to be in that time and the units that I know will require more from me energetically. Yep. Uh, I will try and do the best to not launch a new program <laughs> in exam week. <laughs> uh, and you don't always
0: nail it, right? Absolutely
1: not. <laughs> no way, yeah. But, um, but then in those times, I think at this point, anyway, absolutely don't nail it, but I am – Way better now than what mm-hmm. I have been previously in asking for help and asking for what I need and re- uh, reaching out to people closest to me if it's you know my uni teachers saying, "Hey, I need help, I'm so overwhelmed this week yep. and they'll sit down and be like, "Yeah, you're doing a lot like <laughs> you know there was there's one unit where and I wouldn't recommend this to any other university <laughs> students, but there was one unit this year where I just didn't submit an entire assignment because I had so much work to do outside of uni and I could step back and look at in the macro, the grand scheme of things. Can I pass this unit (laughs) without dedicating two full days of my time to this essay that in the macro doesn't really matter?
0: (laughs) And this is the thing, like students go through exams and, and, you know, we go through job interviews or we go through portions of our job and, like, you know, it's it's a big cliche, but it's like, if it's not going to matter in six months, then why are we letting it get to us now? Exactly, um, yeah. And I think it's just our lack of control around certain things, but that self-awareness that you've built into your existence over the last seven years yeah. is phenomenal because it allows you to go, okay, well, I know I, you know, like, maybe might be me not training for a couple of months because I know, like, I'm... Football is needs. We need to get to the end of football season, or it might be you going. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to launch this program because I know I can deal with it, even though it's not ideal. Mm. And I think that's almost the lesson of this this part of our chat for people is that you're not at the finish line. You haven't nailed down all of these things. You're on a journey through self development that seven eight years in the making. You know, plus the you know twenty other years of figuring shit out. Mm. You know, of how to be a human. It's a lifelong endeavor. It's an infinite game. There's no finish line. Um, I've always loved the idea of a horizon where it's like you know we we're looking out at where we want to be and who we want to be and everything we do takes us closer to that horizon, but we're never going to reach it. It's not. It's it's a you know there is no finish line. There Mm. are just checkpoints and you know victories and failures along the way, and you know the more. The more walking we can do towards that horizon, the better our life is because we get to experience and we get to live it. And we, you know, as you said at the start, you get to wake up tomorrow morning and go, "What do I get to do today?" Yeah, mm. yeah, beautiful yeah. place to be.
1: Yeah, I think it's just keeping that in check of what as well. Of you can be striving for things and working towards things or whatever, and it's like, and who are you being as you're doing that? And how much fun are you having along the way? Yeah. Because uh hustle culture <laughs> doesn't always breed a lot of fun but no. then it's also like we're <laughs> humans yeah. a part of life <laughs> maybe the meaning of life <laughs> is joy so it's like is what yeah. you're doing bringing you joy and if it's not what
0: are you doing yeah it, but but that is in essence what the meaning of life is i think and I, and you know i kind of look at the meaning of life question which yeah, you know, we could spend four hours talking about it. Let's open up a little bit of that whiskey and see what happens. But like for me, there is no meaning of life. Like our our existence is so insignificant on the grand scheme of things. If we go going real macro, <laughs> humans we as a spe- nothing. <laughs> humans as a species, completely meaningless. <laughs> However, in that nothingness and and meaningless, you get to create your own meaning. Like we're mm-hmm. here for you know a period of time. What happened before, who knows? What happens after, who knows? Let's let's decide what's important to us. Let's get clear on our values. Let's get clear on our mission. Let's get clear on the pillars of our existence and the principles that uh, allow us to live our best life and then just like fucking balls to the wall, have a crack at it and, and have fun and know that everything's going to fuck up at some point and things aren't going to be perfect. But if you have a lot of fun and you do it with people you love along the way, then... Like, that's a life worth living and that's the meaning of life for me. So being joyful and finding things you enjoy, Mm. um, that's, yeah, do that and we're we're cruising.
1: Yeah. And it also doesn't matter what it is. If you're super passionate about painting, (laughs) go paint. (laughs) (laughs) Like, paint more. Just find things that fill you up and do them more.
0: And, you know, leaning back on what you said before, do it for a period of time that means that you have to commit and you have Mm. to... Have to be a part of it because, like, I've always loved the the idea of like, if you want to be a painter, what have you got to do? Mm. Paint, mm. All right? If you want to, you know, learn how to take photos and edit, edit videos, what are you got to do? You've got to take photos and edit videos. Like the um, like ten thousand hour rule, um, you know, that is you know, a bastardized summary of um, a lot of Anders Ericson's work. Um, book called peak it's phenomenal um but it's a great like tool to kind of look at and go all right well i don't have to spend ten thousand hours to be an expert at at something but you've got to spend the first hour and you've got to spend the second hour and that's going to turn into 10 which is going to turn into 100 which is going to turn into a thousand and if you really want to be good at something you have to do it yeah i think i was chatting to the other day, and it was like if you yeah. want to be good at something, it doesn't matter what it is. Like hypothetically, you want to be good at podcast editing. Yeah. If you do thirty minutes a day for a month, you'll be better than 90 percent of people are at that particular thing. Probably more. Yeah. Um, and I think we kind of we're not very good at sucking at things as humans. Like yeah. our <laughs> ego, and this is something that you know, t- having this chat with Beck the other day, I was kind of looking at it and go, oh man, I need to start fucking up more, or mm. start doing things that I'm not good at more. Because I'm not good at them, which will allow me to, you know, it's that like catch twenty two. It's like that'll allow me to be better at it. You need to suck at things, yeah. And we we intentionally don't um, sign up for events, or we don't, you know, start new hobbies, or we don't, you know, try different parts of our business or or our life because we're not very good at it. Yeah. But to become good at it, we've actually got to do the thing.
1: Yeah, the sucking part (laughs) is a part of success. It's like everyone needs to go through it. You know, people see uh, at the moment, for me, it's TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I just decided
0: to hire someone to do our TikTok for us. So it's just that. Way I'm easier. going through the suck period <laughs> yeah. at
1: the moment and it is really challenging. And it was interesting because, yeah, I put this on social media uh, the other day, but... Uh, if
0: you don't follow Jess on social media, her rants are phenomenal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I basically have been... Yeah, working on getting better at TikTok. And I'm 30. So (laughs) (laughs) we're learning TikTok. And it is challenging because the whole last decade of coaching, I've learned about the human body, I've learned about coaching and human behavior and mindset and everything. And I feel like, yes, I can absolutely be better as a coach, (laughs) but feel like i know how to coach yep. when it comes to marketing and social media and clipping videos and then putting text on the videos and it is for me very challenging and not something it is that tenuous. comes easy And it takes me like two (laughs) hours to put up a 15 second video, whereas someone who is skilled in the area um, would be better. And then the videos that I'm putting out aren't even that valuable because I don't know how to get what I'm trying to say in this 15 second valuable video that's going to be helpful for people. Um, And anyway, one of my housemates, uh, shout out to Sam, is very good at TikTok and knows what he's doing. And he has been sitting down trying to help me saying, hey, Jess, yeah. This is what you didn't do well in the video. This is what you need to improve. And it's kind of like, oh, Sam, yeah. I know my video sucks and <laughs> you're just telling me my video sucks. Yeah. But he's doing it in a way of trying to help me yeah. in pointing out these are where you're missing the mark, which is hard to take. But also, I'm very aware. Yeah, of course I don't – of course I'm not good at it yet. Like I've just started out doing it. Um,
0: but that that is – feedback and and quality feedback and yes. it's it's the like deliberate practice loop it's like be shit at something get help from someone external to to your biases and your understanding to tell you why you're shit at something yeah <laughs> reiterate it get better at it still have things to improve and then it's just this beautiful loop that just keeps going up and up and up until you get to a point where you're like I'm competent and yeah. and w- I'm able to do it and I'm able to do it well and I think yeah we don't allow ourselves enough enough reps in whatever we're doing and the gym's a perfect example is like you know for years i would be like nah i don't i don't um weightlift because you know i suck at power cleans and i yeah. don't want to i you know of me i can get those improvements through doing different things throws and jumps and um and um different lifts but it's like well if i actually wanted to be better at weightlifting all i would have to do would be spend time weightlifting yeah um drill it again, drill it and, and, again and again and again and again learn what you're doing wrong and and find different ways to teach yourself and to get other people to teach you. Um, What are some of the ways that you in the past have sucked at something and then gone, here's how I need to get better?
1: I would purposely sign up for something that's going to force me to commit to it.
0: Positive pressure is a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah, 100%. If there's anything that I've really, like ollie lifting is a thing for me, so I've signed up to a weightlifting class. Awesome. There was a period of time where (laughs) I just was noticing that I, was really not disciplined or committed. So I signed up to a powerlifting competition because that would force me to learn discipline and commitment.
0: Yeah. That memory um, came up the other day.
1: Did it? Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day. Uh, yeah, 100%. Or like sign up, sign up to a half marathon. Because you someone who signs up to a half marathon, generally, if it's your first one, you can't run a half marathon yet. You not train for a
0: marathon. You just run it.
1: <laughs> not everyone can just That's run it. That's a uh, th- how many mother <laughs> quote, by the way. Um, just run it. Yeah. It's like commit to the thing before you're ready to do it. Yeah. And then bit by bit, just show up yeah. and then learn. Suck at it. Yeah. Keep trying. Keep trying. And don't let the fact that you suck at it deter you. Yeah. Um, You know, maybe unless you've been trying something for ten years, then (laughs) pick different. Maybe (laughs) maybe get a coach or do something else. But yeah, like
0: those self-limiting beliefs are so prevalent in everything we do. Like, um, I don't know if you're following Ned Brockman at the moment, running across Australia. But in a nutshell, this this maniac, and you know, this is going to be something that I think everyone will talk about for a long time once he finishes in a couple of days. But he's running from Perth to Bondi. Mm -hmm. He's like forty-four days in or something, and you know, he does a daily update where he talks about his. His day and and the the theme that I'm you know reading this every day it's just like we as humans tap into such a small part of our capacity of yep. what we're actually able to to do and we are so much more resilient and so there is so much more growth than we realize mm. that all it takes is some nutcase running from one side of the country to the other or you know someone you know doing a world world trip in in a certain amount of days or, or you know, doing something stupid. It might be signing up to a marathon and when you've never ran before and going, all oh, right, well, I've got f- 12 weeks to figure this out. Yeah. Wouldn't re- recommend that. But, <laughs> you know, 90, 95% of the population, maybe not 95%, but a fair chunk of the population would be able to do that yeah. if they just stripped away those, those self-limiting beliefs and went, you know what, I'm going to have a crack, I'm going to fail, I'm going to suck at it, but it's going to teach me a whole heap about – who I am and what I can actually achieve. And it's going to, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to give me a sense of achievement regardless of whether I make the thing or not. Yeah. Um, and I think that's almost, it's almost the most important part of, of growing up. It's like going, all right, I'm allowed to fail. Failure is a brilliant thing. Failure is all, all failure is is a feedback mechanism of either what doesn't work or what, what needs to be tweaked. And then we get to, we get to continue to level up.
1: Yeah. And it's also like, oh, I would rather fail I would rather give something drink <laughs> today <laughs> I'd rather give something my best effort and fail miserably than yeah. be sitting on the couch not trying, pulling yeah. down other people who are trying and failing, yeah. it's like just go for it worst ca- worst case scenario you'll fail <laughs> <laughs> yeah. then what people might say some things and then you'll move on
0: but yeah in <laughs> in a week it won't matter, yeah, like you know, like think of the things that. We all see like games of football and and things like that. Like, you know, sure we pay attention to the game of football that happened on the week like on the weekends for the week, but then the next weekend happens and there's new games of football and the longest period that's gonna be is gonna be a six month period between the end of the year and the, the start of the next year. And I mm. think you know, if something that big that affects so many people has a finite lifespan for how long people will think about that failure, then mm. imagine like, you know, Again, we're super insignificant. Imagine how insignificant your failure is, not only to yourself, because in six months it won't matter, but Mm. to the whole world. Yeah. Um, And there's so much growth in that.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: What are you excited for?
1: Mm. I'm excited. I'm excited for what's to come over the next 12 months. Feel like I'm in a big growth phase at the moment and it's it's really exciting.
0: Expansion goodness. Yeah, what does expansion that l- what does
1: that goodness. i like? am uh, nearly finished uni, which I'm stoked about and excited to progress in that. And then got some travel coming up and I cannot wait for that. And where are you going? Going back to the States. Who are you going to see? Going to Deuce gym.
0: Beautiful part of the world.
1: We love it. Uh, Yeah, it's exciting. So internship round two over there, which will be great and just can't wait. Uh, very excited for the growth that that's going to bring. It'll be very challenging. but um, Give
0: us a quick um, insight into your first internship there and what that period of your life taught you, what you experienced.
1: It was so much more challenging than what I thought it would be. Uh, so I went over to do a five-week internship uh, this year, this year in January and didn't know anyone and was on the other side of the world doing training that I wasn't really used to. It was very hard and uh, just needed needed to figure it out, which was really why I wanted to go anyway, to yep. put myself in a very uncomfortable position and back myself in that I had the resilience and grit to be able to deal with it, which... I did and luckily made some friends and it ended up being okay. But there was a lot of tears also shed on that trip whilst I was uh, somewhat living my dream because I'd been wanting to go over there for such a long time yep. and also deal with how challenging I found it too. And just grew so much as a person because over there they are they very into negative feedback. So, uh, you know, getting analysed when you're coaching a session – for everything that you're doing is it's it's really hard to put yourself out there when there is a very high chance of failure in public, like in front of other people viewing your failure yeah. and you feeling it as well and then being told. <laughs>
0: <about>. <laughs> Just reminded, hey, I know you know you suck, but here's why you sucked.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it, it sounds really brutal. It wasn't that brutal. Like they do it in a really cool way, yeah. uh, but the whole – purpose is, is to uh, have you be in a position that's just outside of your edge, so it's very uncomfortable, but not too far that you're going to fail miserably. It's yep. like they want you to just push past that bit and then they'll help you get up, but it it makes you better. Yep. Um, so I have... Uh, voluntarily signed up for round two of that (laughs) (laughs) which I think will be more of a challenge uh, next time I go back but I'm trying to now prepare myself physically and mentally and emotionally as best as I can over the upcoming months so that I uh, have more of a capacity as a human to deal with it round two um, and potentially push further edges whilst I'm over there
0: Brilliant, Brilliant. it's it's such a like a nudge to just stretch goals for everyone. It's like do the thing that scares you because yeah. you'll, you'll level up, you'll adapt and you'll be better off for it. And then, you know, take a moment, <laughs> and go back and do another one. Yeah. It's exciting.
1: Yeah. And I think it's cool because the environment that they've created is a safe environment to fail. So I know that if I fail over there at whatever I'm trying to really go for, um, it'll be a... You know, a conversation of, okay, here's everything that went wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then it'll also be a conversation of multiple people getting around me, being yeah. like, here's how to get better. Yeah. Do this next time. And have another go tomorrow. It's like, you're not kicked out of the program if you fail. Just keep showing up. Yeah. It's like, okay, yep, did this. And then if you show up again t- tomorrow after the failure, it's kind of like everyone's giving you a high five, yeah. uh, which is cool. Yeah, it's exciting.
0: It's awesome. How can people follow you, follow your journey, follow kindling, do good things with you? Give yourself a plug.
1: Probably socials. Socials. Coach Jess Ryan on Instagram uh, or kindling club on Instagram. That I need to build. I need to get a someone who's good with graphic design to help me. Just get Canva, mate. <laughs> I know. Another skill I haven't fully developed yet in Canva. Uh, but yeah, Coach Jess Ryan or kindling club would be – the two best ways. I'm pretty active on Instagram uh, for the moment, and then Rants. Maybe wait till I get better on TikTok. Follow <laughs> me on TikTok, or watch the journey of me failing my way forward on yeah, TikTok. Do that, yeah.
0: F- fail forward. <laughs> perfect. Perfect summary of the podcast. Any more for any more? No, I'm happy. Love your work. Keep doing good things. Have a good day.